0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Vanguard Insider here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. We're coming to you today with a little bit of a special podcast. Uh, As many of you know, there was a tragedy in Southern California uh, where nine tragic lives were lost and there's such a deep relationship between uh, Vanguard and a lot of those people um, who perished there. So you will hear... um, following a podcast with our women's head basketball coach, Russ Davis had a pretty unique relationship with, um, Mr. Bryant, but Mike, you know, you've, you've been around kind of the, the Southern California sports scene. Uh, I know one of your good friends is the athletic director over at orange coast college. And, you know, just being around the athletic department, you know, during this, the, the Kobe relationship over the last three or four years. So kind of just give us a little bit of your, your perspective and your thoughts and your feelings, um, you know, as we're a couple of days away from this tragedy.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's that's stuff. There's been so many range of emotions as uh, many have experienced. And, um, you know, just I think what was special for for me personally, everyone kind of has a personal story, but just kind of seeing um, just how Kobe coached his kid and uh, went through that. And so, you know, it, it's it's a devastating loss. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely hard to talk about and, uh, you know, hard to, to – um, to work through. But I think that throughout all of this, there's, there's so much good that you've seen so many awesome stories that have come out about his impact. And uh, I think you see that including Russ Davis. And I think this conversation that you have with Russ, you're able to to cover that and you'll be able to see that, um, you know, how he had impacted uh, his recovery process. And uh, so I think that, You guys will all be able to kind of hear some insights on uh, Coach Russ Davis and his relationship with Kobe here. And uh, you'll hear that in the conversation that he has with Jeff Melton. Welcome,
0: ladies and gentlemen, on location here with Women's Basketball head coach Russ Davis. So, welcome to the podcast, Russ. Glad you could join us. Uh, We kind of wanted to spend some time with Russ and um, just give him a platform to, you know, just talk about his. Really unique relationship um, with Kobe Bryant and how that's developed over the last couple of years. You know, the it's been such a tragic time here in Southern California. Um, we also wanted to just you know hear once and for all, kind of just what uh, Kobe meant to Coach Davis, uh, and especially as his his cancer battle started. Um, you know, and how uh, Kobe was instrumental in that process. So, Russ, kind of. Let's start with how how did you first get uh, linked up with Kobe, uh, you know, and meeting his daughters and things like that, or you know, set around on the game of basketball.
2: Well, about three or four years ago, um, one of his uh, colleagues reached out to me and said uh, um, Kobe wanted to meet me and talk to me about his daughter Gigi um, wanting to get into basketball or eventually getting into club basketball, and mm-hmm. so uh, so we set up a meeting. That's when his office used to be down in Newport. So I drove down there and uh, I met with these guys and um, it was really kind of surreal for me because I grew up a a huge Laker fan and Kobe fan. And so I was, I was excited and kind of nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, this is crazy. I'm, you know, Kobe wants to meet with me, you know, yeah you're meeting your idol almost. (laughs) Yeah. Meet my idol and why does he want to meet with me? And, you know, I hope I don't blow this, but I'm just going to be myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and hopefully that's good enough. Um, so we met, um, well, I got in there and they took me back to this conference room and I was in there a couple of minutes with this other guy, um, John and, and, uh, who set this stuff up and then Kobe, wa- they said Kobe will be right in and then Kobe walks in and, you know, his, his sweats and, you know, and, and I kind of turned around and he goes, Russ Davis, you know, nice to meet you, my man. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, just he knows me. How, how of, does he know my name? It's yeah, supposed to be the other way around. It was just really weird. Like we've been friends forever, you know. He was just so comforting. So then all my nerves just kind of went away. Then, and uh, we just started talking hoops. We started talking about you know our philosophies and and uh, and and um, some of the same people that we knew and some of our you know some of the coaches that coached him and and uh, you know and we had a lot we had a lot in common. You know, he was, he was, you know, we both love fundamentals. And um, we both love to teach the game and and, and how it's supposed to be taught. And so we probably talked for a good hour or so. And then the original plan back then was for, because Gigi was just, like, going in, his daughter Gigi, and the and the girls, he had formed a little bit of a local team there at that point. And uh, they were just going into sixth grade, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was fifth grade. I couldn't remember, fifth or sixth grade. So they were playing kind of like local stuff, you know, just real small. And, uh, but he was, you know, if you know Kobe, you know, he was a planner. you Mm -hmm. know, he wanted to plan ahead and get everything going. So he said, you know, my daughter at that time, her daughter, his daughter's favorite player was uh, Katie Lou Samuelson. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he, she did homework on him and found out that she played for me and my club program. So she says, I want to play for that club program where Katie Lou played. Mm Mm-hmm. So he told, she told so that's how it all started. So then he he called up some people at Nike and because I we had that same Nike affiliation. I've been with them almost twenty years now. So he kind of did his homework on me, and uh, which which good which is good. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, I want you know I want you to stick around long enough to coach my daughter. And I'm like, you got it, <laughs> you know. And I'm thinking, wow, you know. So then you know, you know then we just kept. Kept in contact, and then uh, you know they had trouble finding some gyms to practice sometimes. And I so uh, you know I went to our administration at the time and offered you know um, mm-hmm. sometimes when our gym was open they can come over and use our facility. And then so then they started coming to Vanguard and practicing. And then uh then we set up a little a little league for them on Sunday afternoons. Um, so then they you know it was more private, easier you know mm-hmm. way for them to play. So then they had some games there and. Mm-hmm that was really exciting too and fun for me and my team because my teams would work the clock and get to know Kobe and kind of work the doors. And and uh, I got, he did get there early. So I got, that's when I really got to spend some good quality time with him. And I think I talked to him after the game sometimes. And and uh, I shared this in, in an interview I did the other day, but I remember the first time I saw Kobe coach and his team wasn't playing very good and they had a bunch of turnovers, but he was just so, he kept telling me, We're gonna run this, run this. He was he was teaching them the triangle offense what he ran with the mm-hmm. Lakers and was so successful for all those years and and he just sat there and you know and it didn't matter, the team was older than them and they were they were, you know, they were they were bothering him a little bit and but he was so patient with them, you know, and i was, you know, the Kobe I know was, you know, was this warrior on the court, right? That, A little more ruthless. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, getting on his teammates, and they're not doing stuff, you know, and he just kind of sat there, you know, and then he was just kind of watching, you know, and then they had timeouts, he'd draw stuff up for him, and it's okay, and he was so patient, you know, and I'm like, wow. So after the game, he goes, he goes, you know, hey, man, what would you think? And I go, well, first of all, I can't believe how patient you are, you know, and his comment was, well, they don't know, you know, they they got to learn it. You know, I'm, this is, they're so young and they're just so raw and they're just learning things. So it's like, you just got to let them figure it out on their own sometimes, you know, and then help them when they need to, you know, and, and, you know, they'll be all right. They'll get through it. And that just really stuck with me, you know? And so it just kind of started from there, you know, and then we just came closer and closer over the years. And, and, uh, and then last, at the end of last April early May, you know, when, um, I got diagnosed with cancer, um, you know, I, I told him and, you know, he felt really bad for him. He goes, you're going to get this, man. Don't worry about it. You're, you're going to get it. You know, I know. And uh, at that point, we've become really close. And then, you know, he showed up one day to one of the practices and, and uh, um, I think he gave me a couple of mama shirts to wear so I can wear those. I was getting ready to do chemotherapy. So when I went to my chemo things and some of my radiations, I always wore his Mamba shirt, you know, Mm -hmm. so, uh, so that was, that was really cool, and, and he would check on me periodically, send me texts, and, you know, ask how things are going, when I, when I did see him before, it was really hard for me to get out too much after that, Um, he would just check up through phone and text, and, uh, you know, and I'm seeing him flying around everywhere, and doing all this stuff, and I just, sometimes I just shake my head, like, you know, this is Kobe Bryant, and he's taking the time to, you know, he really cares about me. You know, he he would always hashtag family and and call me family and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, you know, this is really a cool thing, you know? And so anyway, we just kind of got closer and closer. And, uh, and then when I was in the hospital, I had a blood transfusion and some other difficulties, um, with my throat and things. So I was stuck in there and, And then I wasn't able to take care of myself, so they put me in an assisted living facility. um, After that, and I was in there about three weeks, down in Newport. And uh, COVID asked me where it was, and I told him. He goes, "I'm gonna come visit you," and I'm like, "Okay." And you know, so anyway, he uh, he kind of surprised me on a Sunday evening. I think he got there around six or so, and uh, I mean, he said he was coming, but you know, sometimes things happen, you know, so. And I told him what room I was in, the name of the place, and here he comes. I didn't tell the nurses or anything he was coming, so it was kind of funny to watch everybody's reaction in the mm-hmm. in the place when Kobe's walking down the hall and coming to my room, you know. And I got a lot better attention after that. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, he sat there and and we we chatted for about a good forty five minutes, and the nurse came in and and the physical therapist came in and said, "Hey, let's try to get you up." You know, I'm like. Okay, I go, I don't know, I'm, you know, not doing all that well. And, and Kobe goes, no, get him up. I'm like, okay. All right. You got to kind of listen to yeah. that. <laughs> okay. So, so anyway, he goes, you can't sit there and feel sorry for yourself. He goes, he goes, you know, don't be a such and such, you know. Mm-hmm. called me a, a little bit of a name there, you know. Yeah. was challenging me. And so I said, all right. So then I kind of get up and they got a walker there and I'm slowly – walking my way out the room and into the hall and he's walking with me and with the therapist and, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, they, at that point, I had some a belt around me and they were kind of holding me so I couldn't fall, you know, right. and plus I had the walker. It was like learning how to walk again. It was, it was a whole different ball game for me and, uh, so we went down the hall and she goes, okay, well, let's turn back the room. Is that enough? And I go, yeah, that's enough. He goes, no, that's not enough. You got, you got you to gotta stretch yourself. I'm like, okay so then we went down another hall and i'm like you gotta be kidding me mm-hmm. so then i just you know so then we you know he came back and i don't know if i just mentioned this but mention again he just said you know you can't feel sorry for yourself you know mm-hmm. so you got you can't let this beat you you're gonna beat that you're gonna beat it i know you are man i know you are and just and then he started to share things with me about i asked him questions about some of his recoveries and things he did and how he got through that and I mean, he spent about two hours with me, you know, and, uh, it was probably some of the coolest moments I've ever had in my life, you know, just listen to that because I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. It was like God sent him there for a reason, you know, and I firmly believe that to this day, you know, Mm -hmm. he, he planted Kobe in my life, you know, um, for, for those reasons. And, and it's allowed me a platform to talk about what, how great he was to me and to everybody else. So. And then when I went back in November to get my uh, my PET scan done to see if all my treatments had worked, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I had to go 35 straight days of radiation and then I had chemotherapy with that, and it was just it was really it was a really rough rough time. Mm-hmm. And then an, I found out that uh, that I you not know, I had to do a PET scan to see if it, if all that stuff worked, and it came back that um, my PET scan looked great, and I was clear, and, and that was great news. And and uh, I text my family, then I text Kobe, you know, and then, I mean, he, like, 30 seconds later, texted me back, and and he was, like, just really excited for me, you know, and and that, and I told him, you know, you really helped me through this, man. You helped me with my mentality to get through this, and that's really special. That's something I'll never forget. And he goes, man, love you, man. You're family to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like wow you know so I I didn't want to kind of let him down and then so then you know that was good and I was doing pretty good for a little bit and then all of a sudden I had this other thing pop up lymphedema that you know that happens when your throat doesn't work it's a fluid thing and it causes all kinds of things and one of the things it gave to me was like dizziness and balance issues and mm-hmm. not being strong so it was just you know maybe fall a couple of times and it's kind of been a setback and he continued to just check on me through all that stuff and and uh, just make sure I was okay. and I just don't know how he had time to do that because I know he was doing so much with so many people. It just amazed me sometimes that he had the time to remember to, to you know, there'd be times I'd be sitting here, right here in this chair, and I get a text and I look at it and, it's, you know, Kobe Bryant.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, okay. You know, just like, it just touched me so much. So, anyway, to make, you know, continue on a little bit you know or to go backwards i had had him well, that morning we talked i told him that we run a little bit of the triangle you know and uh but it's a base i would love him to come in and share he goes man i love to that so he he come over about three years ago or so in our practice and it's hard for him to make the afternoon practices so we had a we had a 6 a.m practice one time he goes i can make that mm-hmm. so he he was always in the gym by between four and five in the morning working out that's just he always said that his whole career too that was just kobe he didn't sleep much and uh so he came over and i remember that like the girls were like freaking out you know they were so nervous but they were so so attentive they were like everything you see you can hear a pin drop in there you know and we're running through our stuff he added some stuff for us and then you know he was he was there if I could, you know he basically had him take over the practice and ran the practice for us and uh you know, it was just a memorable time for all our girls there, and he just took the time to level them, and take pictures with them, and do all that stuff with them, and then, then he would f- follow us, too, and text me after games sometimes, like, hey, good win, I'm like, man, you, you looked online to see how we did, or or you watched, it's, it's pretty cool, you know, so, anyway, so I just kind of built it, and then we were going to do some stuff this summer, actually, you know, his, his, his girls now, were finally going into the ninth grade, and, uh, you know, we're still going to honor that commitment and see, you know, it's so early that we don't know what's going to happen with everything now, but it's just, it breaks my heart that uh, he was just so excited for his team to get out there and be on the UYBL circuit and, and, uh, you know, play play up against older teams. And uh, he, in such a short period of time, he did so much for the women's basketball and, and women in general and, in in the sport. And, and he just helps so many people. I was chatting with Sabrina from the University of Oregon. She's mm-hmm. one of the best, obviously, probably the best college player in the country. And we were sharing stories. And I was telling her how much Kobe admired her. And and I used to talk to Kobe about her all the time about how she's handling all her celebrity stuff. And and uh, you know. And I told her, yeah, we have many talks. And I told her I was going to try to go to her game when she plays up at a in L.A. in a couple of weeks. She goes, you got to tell me everything you said. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, she goes, I I wish he knew how much I cared about him. I go, no, he does. Mm-hmm. He's watching down on us right now. So, um, he just did so much for the game, you know. And 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 uh, but anyway, I think it, I'd be remiss to not talk about the other people on that flight too, because mm-hmm. they are – Kobe loved them all. Them, you know, mm-hmm. he loved that team, and and those parents were so united. And I was just talking with James, who helps with our club team. And he talked to one of the parents on the team. He said they've been together, you know, since that day. And he goes, he goes, they're just it's so, it's so unreal. It's so surreal for them. And, and, uh, you know, um, you know, and, and got to know Alto cause he would been our gym, you know, the Orange Coast college coach and, and his wife and, and their daughter Alyssa. And, and I think pretty sure Alyssa and Gigi were like best friends. They went everywhere together mm-hmm. and, uh, you know and and christina was her assist as his assistant and uh <clears throat> i remember her from edison high school she played for my friend dave white who was a long-time football coach over there and uh crazy she was she'd always open to practices and get him doing ball handling and all kinds of warm-up drills and so committed It's just i'm kind of rambling on here jeff but so many things just flash in front of me right now and um you know i wish this is all a bad dream mm-hmm. um i just wish it was all a bad dream but i'm so thankful for the time i have with him my cherished moments and he really helped me get through the most difficult situation in my life to this date and uh i'll be forever thankful and and uh you know i texted his assistant the other day who's been with him since he was 19 years old and and uh i was just texting her and just telling her how sorry I am and, you know, and just how horrible it is. And, you know, and she texted me back later that evening. I'd actually fell asleep because I didn't sleep at all Sundays. Most people didn't. And uh, and then I kind of woke up about 2 o'clock or so and looked at my phone, and she had texted me back and said, he really loved you, Russ. You need to know he really loved you. And that, I just broke down again, mm-hmm. you know. And it just, uh I just, my prayers and thoughts, Thoughts from Paris to all the families, and to Vanessa and the girls, and and no one knows what they're going through. You can imagine, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I was telling James a little while ago. I said, you know, Kobe I mean, Kobe planted all these seeds. He planted all these seeds for the future, and it's and it's it's our job to make sure those seeds get watered. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that we're going to honor him before a game tomorrow, and and uh, and I'm excited to coach my first game of the year um, and get back on the court and to, uh, show that Mamba mentality that, uh,
0: uh, that Kobe taught me through this great battle. Yeah. One of the, the things that's really hit home for me over the last, you know, 48 hours as all this has come out, um, is that, um, you know, just how he, he was actually more excited for this next chapter of his life of just being a father and, walking through life with his four daughters. You know, they just had Capri, just got born recently. You know, I remember you telling a story about, uh, you know, Vanessa just had given birth and he snuck out to hang out with you because he needed a little bit of time away from the girls and out of the hospital and things like that. So, you know, just those, just everything in the community and all the different ways all of these, these folks are interacted, whether it's the Vanguard OCC relationship, the women's basketball relationship, you know, between churches of all these people and how they went to, you know, it's really shaking this community. And, you know, it's, it's just so, it's so humbling, you know, when you, when you think of someone as great as, you know, a five-time champion like Kobe Bryant, you know, went in a dunk contest, you know, fourth all time in scoring and all those things, um, you know, that when it all was said and done, he was, he was just one of the most humble guys cared so much about everyone those stories have been coming out like crazy You've cared about everyone wanted impact you know as as big of a deal as you know hooking our girls up with shoes when he didn't have to you know getting special releases for us and things like that and you know making his way over to tiny old vanguard and and all those things so you know it's just been he such loved,
2: a he loved vanguard yeah
0: yeah you know and it in you know it's 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 so uh humbling and you know it's it's an honor for us to to spend some time before the San Diego Christian game um, to honor his memory, and you know, Russ, we just we just thank you for taking this time uh, in between all your your phone calls with the Associated Press and ESPN and ABC, and you know, just as as one of the you know Godfathers of Southern California girls basketball, uh, you know, your your impact is is going beyond, and you know, as you're recounting all these Kobe stories and Christina and Alto and all these guys that are just you know within a stone's throw of here. Um, thanks for spending some time with us. And you know, one
2: thing I want to mention is you talked about after um, the the birth of his latest daughter. He, he actually was playing in a tournament at Vanguard, so they had dot um, Vanessa had the baby the night before, and then, and but he was in the gym earlier that day and didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. No one knew that that was when it happened. So not even like not even like it's his. Like not even like his team or anything you know so mm-hmm. everybody was surprised so and then all of a sudden it came out on the news and everybody wait wait kobe i mean he didn't i didn't you know he didn't say anything to me or anybody i mean i am not you expect him to say anything to me but then he goes yeah we, we did that way because you know it leaks sometimes and some of our other kids are born we had it was a media frenzy and you don't mm-hmm. think about those things you know and i think that's why he was so safe coming to vanguard because we always had a spot for him out back he could just kind of walk in that back door and we kind of watched the other doors, and the buzz was around. Hey, Kobe's on campus, you know, but he was he was cool. And and every – I mean, there was a lot of times. Every time I asked him if somebody could get a picture with him or if he would sign something for me or for somebody, mm-hmm. he never said no. Mm-hmm. And then he came to my coaches' clinics there, and he took the time afterwards to take pictures with every single coach and talk to every single coach. You know, people don't realize that um, – that's a special. Um, that's just a special bond. So, uh, but thank you for taking the time to let me uh, let me share these uh, great memories and honor my uh, and honor my friend. But he, he, you know, he may be
0: lost down here, but he's he'll never be forgotten, Mamba forever. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, we hope you guys uh, loved hearing Russ's stories as much as I did sitting here. You know, I'd been a part of some of these stories, but. It's always good to go back through memory lane and and honor someone as great as Kobe Bryant. So thank you for visiting us here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network.